Hey, I'm Cassidy Brooke, a full-time equine photographer with a passion for helping other photographers create the life of their dreams. When I abruptly quit my corporate job without any idea of what I was going to do, I suddenly found myself picking up a $400 camera, downloading a free app on my iPad, and taking photos of any horse I could get in front of my camera. That little hobby sparked a six-figure business, which allows me to live life on my terms. Now, I'm here to help you grow your photography business so that you can make your wildest dreams your reality. This is the Equine Photography Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Equine Photography Podcast. I am so excited to have our guest, Miranda Taylor, here today. Miranda, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am completely honored to be able to talk with you and talk with everyone else. Oh, yay. Well, we're so excited to have you here. Why don't you just like briefly introduce yourself, kind of talk about your photography business and, you know, anything really unique that you want people to know about you? Yeah. So, um, my name is Miranda. I am currently based in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm not originally from Tennessee though. I'm originally from Connecticut. I was born and raised there. I started riding very young, got on the show circuit very young and was very blessed to have a horse when I was very young as well. Um, so I showed all throughout my youth and absolutely just fell in love with horses. Like I feel like so many of us can relate to. Mm. Um, and even at a young age, I immediately knew I wanted a career in the horse industry, no matter what. So of course, like being a kid, I was like, Oh, I want to be an equine vet. And then eventually I was like, I want to be a horse trainer. Um, but then by the time that I got into high school, I was like, you know what? I'm not really ready to go to college. I can't afford to go to college. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to join the army. So straight out of high school, I ended up joining the army. I was actually 17 when I left and spent some time in South Carolina for basic, went to Arizona for six months for job training. Um, the job that I had, I was an unmanned aircraft systems operator, which in really simple terms is a drone pilot. Um, yeah, it's so funny telling people that because they're like, oh, what? Like, it does I sound, I mean, that sounds really epic though. And like, it, that sounds like a really cool job. <laughs> It was really cool, but like for me, when you break it down, it's like I was a monkey pressing buttons, but <laughs> I somehow got incredibly lucky. And the first two years of being stationed somewhere, I was stationed in Germany. And the moment that I found out I was going there, I was like, I'm getting a camera because I was like, when I travel, I want to document all the places that I go. So one week later, I stopped off at Best Buy, picked up my first can camera, which was a Canon Rebel T6i. And the two years that I was in Germany, I took pictures of everything, even bumped some friends um, into letting me take pictures of them where I like learned how to shoot manual. Um, but after being in Germany, I got stationed in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and that's kind of how I ended up down south. Um, I was only there briefly, though, because I ended up getting injured and medically discharged. And when it was time to get out, though, it was kind of like a, not really like a slap in the face, but it caught me off guard because I was almost certain I was going to be a lifer. I had fallen in love with my job. I really liked the people that I was around. I thought I was going to be in for 20 years. So within eight months, I had to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I wasn't sure because at that point I had already been out of the horse industry for four years. The horse that I had growing up ended up passing away. So it's not like I had a horse to like fall back on and like ride. Um, so I knew obviously being a horse trainer was out of the question, <laughs> like that was never going to happen. And I also didn't want to go back to school for eight years to be a vet. Um, so I was like, you know what, let me combine this newfound love of photography and my love of horses and be an equine photographer. So I cleared out my bank account, 
built my kit and literally just started doing it as soon as I got out. And, um, I did have like a part-time job where I was like a newborn photographer, which was great because I was working for another company in the hospitals and it taught me a lot about sales, um, working with people and really just patience. Cause I was going to say newborns is that that's like the hardest thing ever to photograph. I get complimented all the time about my patients and I'm like, I photograph babies and horses. Like it was like, it was just the perfect mix. Just give me like the biggest amount of patience. Um, but I ended up starting to shoot shows when, uh, Kelsey Keithley of Norfleet marketing, she had reached out to me and was like, do you want to intern for me? I have some Tennessee quarter horse shows going on. Um, And I never really wanted to incorporate shows into my business, but I was like, yeah, I want to, like, I love showing, like, I just want to be in that environment again. And literally one thing led to another. And now my schedule is booked up with quarter horse shows and I've incorporated some hunter jumper stuff into the mix. And yeah, now it's like a full-time gig and couldn't be happier with how I ended up here. I love that so much. It's funny because I felt the same way. I always was like, oh, I want to do portraits. Like, no, I don't really want to do shows. But like, there's just an energy at horse shows that is not anywhere else. And it's like just getting to be in that environment, whether you're showing or taking pictures of other people showing is like electric. Yeah, no, I swear. Anytime somebody wins big, I'm crying. I'm behind my lens, like hiding, like (laughs) don't see this tear rolling down my cheek because I live vicariously through them. Like, that's why I do this. Like, yes, like the main reason why I kept going was like, I want to get my name out for portrait work. But at the end of the day, it's like, I just love seeing people accomplish things. Like it just, it gives me so much fulfillment. And then when they see the photos capturing a moment of them petting their horse or hugging their trainer, high-fiving their best friend. And like, they thank me for it. I'm like, I'm just here doing this because I love it. And like, these are moments that I just love to capture. So yeah, for sure. Or shows or something else. Yeah, it is. It's like, that's the best feeling in the world to me. I, I hate to admit this, but I almost have more fun shooting at horse shows than I do actually showing myself. Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. like, I'm a nervous wreck when I show, so <laughs> I can relate. I, I mean, I'm pretty nervous. Like clients that I shoot often, like I do get nervous when they go in the ring. Cause it's like, you get so emotionally invested and connected to people. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, when they knock a rail, I cry along with them. I'm like, oh, that is gut-wrenching. And when they win, it's just, it's even more amazing because it's like you've built a connection with them for sure. I know it really is. It's, I, I absolutely love horse shows, but there, I mean, the long hours are just crazy. Like, how are you managing that? Are you mostly doing like official photography type stuff, private client, a mix of both? Yeah. So I'm actually a mix of both. Um, and you know what? I've been doing this for a while now. And to be honest, the long hours have never gotten easier. I am not a fan of the early mornings. I've never been a morning person. And Girl, same, same. <laughs> yeah. And I've also been at shows that have had went until 3 a.m. in the morning and you still have to be back for a 7 a.m. start, 8 a.m. start. So it's exhausting for sure. And honestly, I go into every day expecting a long day and it's kind of just come like, hazards of the job, I guess, but I, I definitely do things that make my life less stressful for sure. So ensuring that like, if I'm at a hotel for the show, I'm either right down the road or no more than like 15, 20 minutes away, because I've made the mistake in the past of being an hour out. And it's like, you're tacking on at least two hours to your day. So that's like one of the biggest things where it's like helps with the long hours, not making it even longer. Cause like mm-hmm. I can control that in a in a small way. And I will, if I can. Um, and then like 
I always come prepared where I'm like, okay, I have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and an extra meal. Like I have four PB&J sandwiches in my cooler, a ton of water. Because like another thing too is whenever I go on a break, I am uploading photos, sorting photos, calling photos, because if there's a break in the day, that's like 15, 20 minutes. Again, I'm taking off at the end of my day and making life just a little bit easier. So, and I wish I could say caffeine is a major part of my life for those long hours, but it's not, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not a coffee drinker. I don't drink tea. So I kind of just like to watch myself suffer, but <laughs> you're running on the like adrenaline in your body. Yeah. I mean, definitely Tylenol. Tylenol is my best <laughs> friend. Cause when you're standing and walking around running between hunter pens, like Tylenol is your best friend. Oh yeah. I think, I don't think that photographers in the horse show world get enough credit. Like, like you're saying, like even your little 15 minute break, when you're eating your PB and J, like you're uploading pictures, you're editing, like there is no real break. And, you know, people complain about having to spend $50 on one digital, you know, download at a show, but you have like, people have no idea really how much went into that and how much energy and effort these photographers are putting behind that. Oh yeah. And it's for sure. Like I consider it like a marathon. Like you have to pace yourself and like sit down whenever you've got a break, go to the bathroom, any chance you've got a break and yeah, no, they're long days, very long days. So yeah. Do you have like a set routine for yourself where you're like, I shoot a show one week and then I take the next week off. Or are you just like going like crazy all the time? Um, I think I'm going like crazy all the time. Last year, I said yes to every opportunity where I was photographing shows on my own for the first time ever. And then I was second shooting for other photographers. And my year was absolutely insane. Like there, I drove, I got my car brand new, 200 miles on it in May. And within a year, I put 35,000 miles on it because I was just driving all over. Um, But like this year I've made some changes and I've taken a step back. So it's like, I maybe do like one to two shows a month. um, And I've kind of taken a step away from the second shooting stuff just to clear up my schedule, clear my brain a little bit because it's exhausting. Like I for sure had burnout by the end of last year. And I had to like, learn how to say no for sure this year. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something that, you know, if somebody is trying to get into show photography, whether they want to do private client, be the official photographer or just second shoot for others, like, is that a big part of it? You feel like being able to say no and like not taking every opportunity, or do you find that like, because you took all of those opportunities and said, yes, everything you were really able to like grow and expand. Well, I mean, I think by me saying yes to so many opportunities, I've learned so much. Like there's you can learn something from everyone. Not every photographer does things the exact same way. And like there are official photographers out there where they've got the exact same business model and same pricing and same structure where it's like that works for them. Um, But I mean, like going into my first show, like I literally took a step back and I was like, okay, like what can I take from each and every one? And like for new photographers, like the biggest thing I would recommend, like say yes to things, but also be selective in who you're saying yes to, because it's not like surround yourself with like the people that drive you to do better and do well. Um, because if you have like a good support system, who's also like, Hey, go out and do your own thing. Like try this, like that'll just help you excel even more. Like working for people that might have the potential of holding you back that could just hinder how you do things. So, but I mean, 
Yeah. Saying yes to every opportunity. That's a big one for sure, because I've been incredibly lucky to do the things that I have done and get my name and my face out there. So yeah, I think that's helped my business a lot for sure. Oh, for sure. Do you prefer being official second shooter type photography or private client more? You know, there's perks to both. Um, and like all of them, like there's things that like, like being a second shooter, it's so nice. Like when the show ends, you're done there. Mm -hmm. You don't have to think back on that show at all. Um, but then like when you shoot for yourself as an official photographer and people come up and say, oh my God, these photos are amazing. Like you're getting the credit because it's like, you're mm -hmm. the one behind it. Like, because I don't have anybody that second shoots for me. So it's nice to like get that compliment. Cause it's like, it's my name and like everything where mm -hmm. it's like, when you second shoot the person's name, who's on the photo, they're getting the recognition and the thanks. Like very few exhibitors know the people's names in the pen. They only know the name that's on the photo. Um, but then like when you look at the private client stuff, like ugh, getting to be so creative and just have like a few clients to focus on, like that is so creatively fulfilling. And that's why in my business, I try to incorporate a little bit of everything. Cause like, I'm very indecisive. I like everything in their own certain ways, but like breaking up the monoton monotonous schedule is mm -hmm. so nice. And like, because also when you're the official photographer, like you have to ensure you're getting photos of everybody and everybody gets like fair treatment across the board. Whereas like the private client stuff, you can get all the photos, all the angles, all the moments. And that's really fun too. So I'm yeah. very indecisive if you can't tell. I like it all. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like I don't like to be in the same place for a long time. I don't like to do the same thing over and over. So like my schedule is like very seasonal, like in the fall and the spring, I do a ton of portrait stuff in the summer. I do a lot of show stuff in the winter. I'm going to Florida and like change of scenery. And like, I love that about it. I don't think I would be happy just going and like I love shows and right now like in the summer when I know that's kind of like where my mind and heart are at I love going to shows but if I did that all year I think I would be a hundred percent burnt out so I love like the change and okay. I also think you know having all those different pieces of your business really helps you grow your business when you're like oh yes I offer private client photography I'm an official photographer I do portrait stuff maybe brand work like having all those different pieces of your business I think is a huge you know like a great way to be successful in this industry. Yeah, for sure. And I think like being so diverse in my portfolio, that's only helped me more because if somebody asked me something like, oh, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, look right here. I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, so are you primarily doing like quarter horse circuit type stuff for shows? Yeah. So because I grew up showing on the quarter horse circuit and like, that's just the breed that I fell in love with. That's just really what I've gone after. I do actually have a couple like small hunter jumper shows that I've mixed mm -hmm. in that are local, which is nice to like get my name out within my community. Um, but yeah, quarter horse shows are definitely where my focus is for sure. Your specialty. So I feel like oftentimes at quarter horse shows and like breed shows in particular, there are a ton of like dark indoor arenas. Am I like crazy? Am I thinking like wrong on that? But I feel like a lot of, especially like the Western world, like rodeo and stuff too, is very like dark indoor arenas. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I think just every single quarter horse show that I have is done indoors and a majority of in the industry are only like a select few are done outside. Okay. So I know I, like, I'm not crazy for thinking that I'm like in my mind, when I think of like quarter horse show, I think indoor and dark arena. So that is not, not something that I have to deal with. Like for shows, I primarily shoot at Tryon, which is all outdoors, very bright. Like, do you have a special setup for that? How, like what advice do you have for someone who is shooting in a really dark 
arena. Yeah. So my setup, um, I've obviously got my camera, my 70 to 200 lens, but I also have alien bees. Um, I use the alien B 800s. I normally have, depending on the size of the arena between like four to eight. So like eight for like the larger arenas, four for the smaller. And again, like not every photographer does things the same. This is just like the lighting setup I like, and I prefer, um, but I have like the trigger system that's hooked up to all the lights and on my camera. So it's like with every shot you've got massive flash of light and thankfully it's kind of like a breed standard in the quarter horse world to have artificial off-camera lighting um so I very rarely come across people that are like oh my god my horse is scared because all of them are pretty broke like they Mm -hmm. they understand it and it's honestly like it's not that scary I think sometimes it gets in the rider's head but that lighting system um it really helps with the photos because it's like they're not grainy for the most part they're not blurry like if there's any blur at all it's like maybe in their feet Mm -hmm. if it's just a hard arena to light um but yeah that's really my setup for and I get so many compliments on like how the horse looks because if like you're starting out and like you're new there's nothing wrong with just doing like the on-camera like speed light flash and like I have one in my kit but like personally the amount of work that it goes into post-processing that photo to make it the style I want is just I don't like it. It's a little bit more work. I'd much rather like set up more lights and just have it super easy, super perfect right then and there where it's like, I barely have to edit at the end. Um, But yeah, I think across the board, most quarter horse and like breed circuit photographers do have quite a few lights in that arena that they're flashing. So it's funny how different that is because I feel like a hunter jumper show, it would be a totally different, you know, for the most part, like if you had an indoor jumper show and you were like, Oh, I'm going to be flashing lights over your horse. I feel like people would have a meltdown. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I I mean, I can imagine that. Like I've actually heard stories of like just hunter jumpers are like, yeah, like we don't do flash. And I'm like, I personally wouldn't like that because I'm like, I love having my crispy clean photos at the mm-hmm. end. Like grain really bothers me. Um, but I mean, some photographers make it work and I look at their work and I'm like, how did you make this look so good? Yeah. And um, I mean, more power to them for sure. Um, but I think with shooting with lights, you have to be incredibly intentional. Like you cannot spray and pray and hope mm-hmm. that you got it. So it's like, at this point, it's like I've mastered my timing where I only have to photograph a horse once and I've got the shot, like just one shot and we're good to go. Um, and it takes a lot of feel. And although I don't really ride as much as I used to, I still like when I'm photographing a horse and I have like my lights on, I'm feeling that ride. And I'm like, okay, like, when am I going to do this? And like, it takes like a lot of anticipation. Cause it's like, if you see that horse is like maybe a little bit hot that day, you can tell. And you're like, okay, I'm only going to shoot this horse once and hope that it's perfect because it's like, you don't want to have to continuously try and try again. And like, unfortunately it's like some horses, like they don't have the right cadence, the right rhythm. So it's like, maybe that shot isn't perfect, but And like, also too, I sometimes have exhibitors that are like, oh, well, this shot could have, like, my horse doesn't look all that good. And it's like, you have to be perfect in that one millisecond that I am shooting you. And I've figured out like the proper angles too, where it's like, you get that one opportunity. So it's a challenge. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I can't even imagine with the lights and not, I mean, you, it's not like you're going to take 20 pictures in a minute there with lights going off. Like I'm 
that's a whole different set of challenges. It's funny because your, you know, comment about an exhibitor, you know, saying like, oh, my horse didn't look quite perfect. I saw a TikTok a few weeks ago and I almost commented on it, but I refrained because I try very hard to stay out of any kind of social media drama, but it was a great jumping picture of a hunter going over and like, yeah, maybe uh, like 0.002 seconds sooner, the horse would have looked maybe a little more perfect. And the comment was like, the stupid photographer didn't time it right. And all I wanted to say was like, you have no idea the exact timing that goes into getting something like that. But it was like a 12 year old. And I was, you know, I was like, is it really worth this battle? I'm sure somebody else commented. And, but the timing is, I mean, I'm sure your timing is impeccable with shooting like that. Yeah. And when I hear things like that from people too, where it's like, oh, if only it was this, it's like, I'm photographing hundreds of horses in a weekend. And like, if I see your horse a lot, I'll know it's feel and then I'll know it's timing the moment I see it. But it's like, there's a lot of fatigue that comes with shooting shows because I've noticed this a lot recently where my eyes get so tired because like you're staring through your lens and I can only imagine that the lights flashing is going through your lens and like making your eyes even more tired than what they would be without lights. So, I mean, like, maybe my shots are better earlier on than in the weekend than at the end because I'm less tired. But yeah, I mean, it's, there's just so much that like goes into a day where not every shot is going to be perfect. And you just kind of, you have to understand you're not going to please everybody either. Like some horses, they're just hard to photograph. Oh yeah. I think that people don't realize that, that some horse, like there are certain horses that you can photograph from any angle at a jump and they are going to look absolutely flawless or just trotting around and they have this massive, beautiful flowing stride. And then there's horses that no matter if they get that perfect distance or their best trot, it's just not going to look like another horse, you know? And I think people have that kind of expectation like, oh, well, it's the photographer's job to make my horse look absolutely perfect. And yes, the timing does go into that, but you, you can't fake it. You know what I mean? That horse is always going to be that horse. Exactly. No, absolutely. Yeah. So what are your kind of least favorite parts about being the official photographer at a show? Um, besides the early mornings, Um, we are like soul sisters because (laughs) I am not a morning person at all. If I could shoot at like midnight instead of like 7am, I would always choose midnight over 7am. Yeah, no, I'm for sure a night owl. Um, I think, oh, this has come within like the last like six months to a year. The amount of people that screenshot proofs. I do not understand why it's gotten so bad. And I'm very thankful. It's very rarely happened to me under like my own business name, but I see it all the time for other photographers. And it's like, I speak up and I'm like, it, like it literally says across the photo, this is stolen. And I understand like, it's a lack of education. Cause I remember when I was a kid, I never had a photographer shoot at my shows and I went to one, which did. And I screenshot the photos, post them to Instagram. And I was so excited. And she ended up removing the photos and I actually, I went, it was time for me to buy them because I was ready and they weren't there. And she's like, you screenshot, like I'm not photographing you again. And I was like, I was heartbroken, but it was like the lack of education. Cause I had never had a photographer shoot at a show for me before, but it's like, when it says across a photo, illegal to screenshot or reproduce, like, <laughs> it makes no sense. And it's even when a trainer does it and it's like, they're selling this horse. It's like, that doesn't make you look good. Like, no, I, there's nothing wrong with buying the 30, 40, $50 photo to help you with a sale. 
but like maybe also people don't understand too that official photographers were not paid to be there by the show sometimes I've heard like at the bigger shows, the photographer is paying to be there. They have to pay for a sponsorship. So it's like whatever we sell in photos is what we're using to pay for our gas, pay for our hotel, pay for possible employees that we have during the show. So and your thousands of dollars worth of equipment that you've got there that you're putting wear and tear on. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much overhead that comes to shows. And it's like if you don't support us, like at a certain point, it's just we're not going to show up. Because yeah. why are we going to do that and subject ourselves to like stolen images that just, but like, again, I'm very thankful that like the shows that I shoot, everybody's pretty educated. It very rarely happens. Um, another thing that's kind of my least favorite part is having to deal when people use a photo in the wrong way, because I don't think, I mean, I'm not super familiar with the hunter jumper world, like how this applies to them, but in the quarter horse breed circuit, we do advertisements and magazines. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very big thing. And you, to do that or to print your photos, you need a full release on it. So obviously it's going to be more expensive because that's more money out of our pocket. If like you're printing the photo on your own and everything. Um, and a lot of people will use like a web image that's specifically sized for social media only. And they're using it in these ads. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. Like, again, you are still stealing. That is still copyright infringement because you're reproducing these photos in a way you're not supposed to. So I hate having to deal with that. Yeah. So, so that I feel like all of those things kind of bring up a discussion that I've been seeing going around lately about like official photographers like is it a dying breed which I don't in any way believe it is versus like private client photographers and I think that there's kind of this like I don't know hostility at least in the hunter jumper world I don't know is private client photography much of a thing on like the quarter horse circuit no no so it's kind of interesting that you bring it up because um when you go to like a quarter horse circuit quarter horse circuit show whatever it may be at the bigger shows a lot of the magazines that people advertise in, they provide a candid media photographer and their job is like, most of the time it's like taking photos of the people that come in like top two, top three and posting it and sharing those results right away. They're also taking candids and it's kind of become this weird rift in the system of like the official photographer normally had exclusivity and really it's in all of our contracts. Like we have exclusivity. Um, and it's just, it's, it's definitely a weird dynamic at the moment. Um, and it's sad because I'm very much on the side of, I want to promote the industry. It's very, very sad to see the industry that I fell in love with starting to decline. Memberships are going down. Um, class sizes are going down and it is incredibly heartbreaking because it's like, I absolutely love the quarter horse breed. I love everything that the industry has to offer and I want it to be the best of the best and be recognized for how great it is. And I think by being the official photographer, and even I've been the candid magazine media photographer, it is so good to like capture those moments and get them shared on social media because it's good for our industry. Any media is good media. And I mean, I'm sure on like the private client side, it's, it's, I'm sure like, I, I understand both sides of it. I really do. I understand how maybe it's like, a threat to the official photographer, but at the same time, I don't. It's like official photographers have left such a hole in the market of the candid shots. And now they're backpedaling and trying to fill that hole. And it's like, 
No, these media photographers, these private client photographers, they saw the hole in the market and they filled it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's, yeah, it's probably a good push for these officials to do better. And I try to incorporate that as much as I can in my own official photography by capturing those pet photos, those high fives and everything. But uh, it's such a weird dynamic with everything. And again, I see both sides of it. I see what the official photographers are talking about. Personally, I haven't seen decline in my pay and like what I take home at the end of a weekend because of a media photographer. Um, But I don't know. I think it's just, it's a lot of officials are just realizing that they screwed up at one point Mm -hmm. and now they're trying to fill what they missed out on. So, yeah. Yeah. I think of it almost as like two different jobs completely because I understand like, the official photographer can't take, I mean, sometimes I'll have a client that for that day, I send them like 200 pictures for that day because, you know, maybe they did three rounds. Maybe they're someone who's super affectionate with their horse and maybe their warm up was really long. And, and if I understand an official photographer is never going to be able to hire enough, you know, second shooters to be out there capturing every second of it. And there's plenty of people who just want the one beautiful over fence shot you know, for something like a sales ad, or maybe it's a trainer. And so it's almost like, to me, I don't, I mean, I see, I was the official photographer for a show one time and I worked a hundred hours in five days. And I was like, absolutely never again. And I understand, you know, doing it your first time, there was so much that I did wrong (laughs) for sure that I look back on now that could have cut down on those hours. But I also feel like, I don't know, there's, I think there's room for both in, in everything because there's just, it's, almost like it's appealing to two different people. Like, and I find that, you know, there are some venues that are either just don't allow private client photographers at all, or it's like, you know, absolutely you have to jump through all kinds of hoops to be a private client photographer there. And I think it is, you know, back to your point about promoting, you know, the industry as a whole. And I think we really are. I read somebody post something about how, if you wanted to go and have your wedding at a venue and they said, no, you can only use our photographer, but you hate that photographer style and how they capture it. Like, wouldn't you not want to go to that venue then? And so I think about like, I horse show 90% of it for the pictures. (laughs) So (laughs) I want to be able to hire a private client photographer where I go and get the great shots. So I mean, that's just my little two cents on it. I think there's room for everyone. And I think, you know, you do an amazing job. I love seeing your pictures as an official and private client photographer. And I think, you know, the official photographers can, like you're saying, add that into their, you know, protocol of what they're shooting, getting those candid moments and be able to continue to be profitable without saying, oh no, we're not going to let official or private clients here. Yeah, no, I agree. So I hope that also like on the exhibitor side of things, again, they, they do recognize again, that the official photographer, they're not paid to be there. So even just like the minor support of just buying one photo, like that would just help a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's room for everybody. So, yeah, I agree. I think that, um, you know, I've run into some of like the more old school official photographers who are very like anti-private client photographer and very not welcoming, whether it be for second shoot. Like I've seen people who are like trying to shoot six rings by themselves because they don't even want to have a second shooter there. And I think it only holds, I think that like, you know, limited mindset of like, oh, you know, there's not enough out there. I think that holds 
that person back more than anyone else. Yeah, for sure. What are your, you know, if you were sitting down with someone who was like, okay, I really want to get into starting to shoot horse shows. I want to use it to grow my business. What's like your top three things you would have them do? Like, what are some advice you would give to the person who's just starting out and wanting to progress like you have in this industry? Yeah. So I think the number one thing is master your timing because like your timing makes or breaks a photo. And although there are some horses again out there that they're very hard to photograph, you can photograph it technically at the right time and they look like not ideal. Um, but you can make so many horses that aren't as pretty look fantastic when you've just got your trot shot down, your canner shot down, um, and over fence timing sometimes for sure is a little bit hairy, but like, if you can get your timing down, that'll separate you between the iffy photographers and the amazing photographers, because people are just going to look at your gallery and be like, she knows what she's doing. Like, this is my favorite photographer I've come across because every photo is like, okay, like, how do I narrow it down? Like, and when clients tell me that I'm like, oh, that makes me feel so good that I got so many where they're like, I can't buy them all, but I want them all. Um, so yeah, timing is a big thing. And even just like going to your barn and like practicing on a school pony in a lesson, like that would do so much good for your business. Um, but then also like definitely like have your, like what you value most at, like in a show photographer, what drives you as a show photographer. So like for me, it's, cute candidy moments. So it's like, that's one of my big things is like, I try to capture those when I can. It's not always about getting that straight on standard shot that so many people are used to. Cause again, you can go to a show every weekend and it literally will look like you only showed once because you're in the exact same outfit. Your horse looks the same if they perform the same. Um, but I mean, yeah, getting those moments, like yeah, just find whatever drives you and really let that keep you going. Um, and, you know, just another tip is just like go in with an open mind. Like not every show is going to go perfect. Sometimes you're going to walk away making no money and you kind of have to bite the bullet and just understand it's not always going to be perfect, but that's okay because your name is getting out there anyways. And eventually down the line, people are going to start to be like, okay, this is who I want to hire. This is who is photographing my horse the best. And yeah, those are, those are my three tips, I guess. Yeah. I love it. I think that's something that I actually haven't heard someone say yet. And it's like, wow, that is like the basis of it all, but like getting your timing down and being able to get the really good shot is. Yeah. And like find your niche too. Like, again, find your niche because it's like quarter horses are my thing. Like I can photograph a quarter horse any day and make them look as good as I can make them. But like, don't ever put me in a saddle seat arena because I have no idea how to capture that. That is a whole nother ball game. So because I grew up showing quarter horses and that's what drives me, I'm going to stick with that side of the industry. But if like your heart is into barrel races, go to a barrel race and like see if they've got an official photographer. And if they don't just offer up your services. So yeah. Just getting yourself out there and, and doing it, practicing as much yeah. as you can. And then obviously like if you're new to don't just show up to a show and start shooting because again, yeah. like official photographers, they have exclusivity. It's in their contract. So it's like, if you're going to do that, 
go up to them and ask first. Mm -hmm. Some of them are cool saying, yeah, just photograph your friends. Others are like, absolutely not. And like, you don't want to burn bridges because that's not going to help you in the long run because they remember, they know your face. I've seen it where it's like, somebody will say a name and they're like, no, they're not welcome here. They photographed at a show this many years ago. And it's like, they remember they've got a running list in their head. So. Oh my gosh. They have like in their wallet, like a flip book of every photographer that's shown up. Oh yeah. Out credentials. Yes. Yes. Oh and my like, gosh. even barns are known for like, if they have like a mom that like photographs everybody, they keep an eye on her, make sure she's only photographing the barn. Yeah. It can be intense. So don't cross any lines. Don't burn bridges. It's not going to help you. I really think there could be like the real like housewives type thing, but of like official photographers and private client photographers. Cause there, I mean, there's some, some unseen drama that I don't think people realize goes on when you're just like an exhibitor and you're not aware of it. I don't think people realize like, yeah, no, it would be a perfect show for Netflix (laughs) or Hulu. Right. I would watch it. (laughs) Me too. And if it comes, like, if this comes on, we have this recorded. So they know it was like our idea. We came up with this. Perfect. (laughs) Well, Miranda, thank you so much for taking your time to do this. Before we wrap up, I have some rapid fire questions for you. So just one, you're you're (laughs) like ready for this. Okay. Well, this'll be, this'll be good for you then. So try and do one sentence or less, just like super quick answers. Are you ready? Yes. Fire away. Okay. Number one, your favorite place to shoot. Easily try on. Love it. <laughs> come, come shoot me. I love that. You're, I love your pictures at try on. They're my favorites. Number two, English or Western English. Didn't, I actually didn't see that coming. I guess because my mind thinks quarter horse Western automatically. I mean, I know there's tons of English in the quarter horse world. So that one was surprising to me. Your favorite coat color for a horse. I don't want to say gray because everyone says gray, but it's got to be a gray. <laughs> I mean, honestly, same. I could never own one because I'm not that committed to keeping them oh, clean, but so much purple shampoo. Oh my I could gosh, never. <laughs> never. But yeah, God, did they look pretty in a picture? Spring or fall photo shoots? Fall. Show photography or portrait sessions? Oh, you got me there. Uh... Oh, can I plead the fifth? <laughs> <laughs> You can say both. I'll let you. <laughs> both. Definitely both. I, they have their, both have their perks for sure. Yeah. It's like totally different, completely different vibes. Something I always think about is like the thing that I love and hate about private client photography is I both have no control, which I love because it's like, you're not having to pose someone the whole time, but I also hate because sometimes a class is going an hour earlier than it was supposed to. And I'm running from ring to ring. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, if you're a portrait photographer, you stress over the weather. If you're like, private client is stressed over the timing of everything. And it's like, it's exactly. There's always something to stress about. So. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and the last one by the new lens or by the new camera lens, definitely lens. Okay. They're the first person that has had, has not said both and has like a solid answer on that, but I'm, I'm with you on that by the lens for sure. Any final thoughts or anything before we say goodbye? Uh, no, I mean, just capture those candid moments and find what drives you and keep rolling. I love it. I can so much hear like your passion in it. And I, I love that. I love that you've found your niche and something that you are like so passionate about and it reflects in your work so much because it is just outstanding. Well, thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Oh, I see it in your work where it's just the emotion captured. It's like, that's what we should all drive for. Yeah. That's, that's why I do it. That emotion, you know, that's everything. 
Well, Miranda, thank you so much for joining us today. Why don't you just um, end it with what is your like Instagram handle? Is that where you hang out the most where people can find you? Yeah. So my Instagram handle is Miranda Taylor dot photography. I don't really post as much on there, but I do post, um, Facebook is Miranda Taylor photography. And then I am on TikTok. Oh, you are, I have to find you. I know I occasionally post on there and I think it's Miranda T photo. I think gonna... that's what I ended up with. I've changed it a few times, but I'm there. You settled on Miranda T photo. I'm going to have to find you. TikTok's my favorite right now. So yeah. I'm going to go stalk you over there. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us and go find Miranda on all the social media. Hey guys, it's Cassidy, host of the Equine Photography Podcast. If you're new to photography or feeling like you're just not making progress, just know you're not alone. If you're anything like I was when I bought my first camera, manual mode is absolutely terrifying to you. Having to control all the settings, aperture, ISO, shutter speed, no thank you. But the truth is, manual mode isn't all that complicated. If you're ready to leave automatic behind and finally start making progress in your photography journey, then join me for a totally free five-day challenge, Master Manual Mode. In this five-day challenge, you'll learn exactly how to master your camera in manual mode so you can finally feel confident with your camera and start chasing all your photography dreams. Just go to castingbrookphotography.com slash Instagram and click master manual mode challenge to get signed up today. Can't wait to see you there.